Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Since March, the Bank of Canada has hiked its key interest rates seven consecutive times in an effort to bring inflation down and slow the economy. Now, the central bank did signal last week, you might all remember this, that it might be ready to pause its aggressive rate hike cycle, but Canadians should not expect rates to start going back down anytime soon. Now, the very thing that's cooling the housing market, rising interest rates, is an affordability is in an affordability tug of war, if you think about it, with falling house prices. So far, higher rates are winning. Higher rates have homeowners paying significantly more in interest, if you think about it. The four percentage point increase means that a household is paying over $24,000 more in interest in a year based on our national average home price of $756,000. Now you're probably going, well, that's pretty low for Vancouver. That that doesn't uh, impact us here. Well, the higher price markets like Vancouver, homeowners will be paying an extra $37,000 if you think about uh, the higher interest rates. The affordability challenges, of course, are having a huge impact on consumers and the real estate industry. Tiff Macklin, the Bank of Canada governor, spoke on some of those issues earlier today. We're trying to balance the risks of over- and under-tightening monetary policy. If we raise rates too much, we could drive the economy into an unnecessarily painful recession and undershoot the inflation target. If we don't raise them enough, inflation will remain elevated and households and businesses will come to expect persistently high inflation. Now, if you're a homeowner in Vancouver or Toronto or major cities, you would probably say, look, I got a very variable rate mortgage. I'm already paying too much. Well, recently, by that I mean this weekend, homeowners who, uh, who purchased in a new development uh, protested uh, in Toronto as they bought at the market's peak and now have been seeing those property assessments fall by hundred to $500,000. Uh, they're in desperate uh, straits. Now, some would argue, look, uh, they're flippers, speculators, and I wouldn't disagree with you. Some of them are flippers or speculators, but some of them are also everyday people who have bought a home and now uh, the assessment is significantly lower than what they had purchased or said they would purchase the home at. So whether it's consumers dealing with high rates and realtors who are struggling with low sales, it's a bloodbath out there. Joining me now is Ron Butler. He is a mortgage broker with Butler Insurance. Ron, thank you for joining us today. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a challenging time uh, for the real estate industry uh, and the broadening house, broad, broader housing market here in, in Canada. What are you seeing across this country? seeing a variety of things, none of them good. We see pressure on people in many different ways in terms of their mortgage rates going up and also in terms of property values falling. I mean, this is a particular concern when people have bought pre-construction homes, pre-construction homes, townhouses, condos, semis, um, all kinds of different housing product that was purchased at a time where house prices were higher than today, but now is soon coming the time when these people must close. And when those properties are appraised, they're being appraised at a lower value than the people have actually paid for them. Mm 
can we expect and are you already seeing uh, people walking away from these deals or just having difficulty getting any financing? There's going to be severe difficulties with some of them. I mean, we had a case just over the weekend, protesters in a greater Toronto suburb uh, saying that they have a difference in value versus what the houses are appraising for and the townhouses and the semis are appraising for of as much as half a million dollars versus the contract they signed to buy the properties. Mm -hmm. So the property at the time was purchased for 1.8 million, was built, uh, is nearing completion, and the best possible appraised value for that property is now something like 1.3 million. Um, Where will they find the extra half a million dollars unless the builder gives them some sort of relief. Um, There are those who hear what you've said to say, and they'll say, well, a lot of these people uh, may be property flippers. Um, They should have known the interest rates were so low that inevitably they're going to go up. Uh, What would you say to that argument? I'd say it's valid, but not in all cases. We can't really have a great deal of sympathy for people who are doing their uh, fifth or sixth or seventh property purchase and flip at a higher value. I mean, those people are in the speculation business and whatever happens, happens. I mean, that's, that's the way it works in our society. But we can have a lot of compassion for people who just want to sell their condo because their family is growing and buy a home, such as a townhouse or a detached home, just want a place for their families to live. They planned on selling their condo, moving to the larger property, and now that condo has dropped in value, and the, they just don't have any way to pull the transaction off. I think we should have a degree of compassion for those people. I'm not recommending any sort of government bailout, but I think it's reasonable to have some compassion for people who are stuck in this very difficult financial situation. Yeah, and we've had uh, one or two protests like that here um, uh, in the Vancouver area, and people have asked the government to step in. But uh, like you, I'm not sure what government could do uh, in those situations. I don't think many people feel sorry for those who speculate, as you say, but for those everyday folks who were perhaps moving into a bigger place because their families are expanding, your heart does go go out to them. Um, let's change just to tack a little bit. I'm, I'm curious, where do you think, here in Vancouver certainly, you know, real estate and development play a significant role in our economy from not just, um, you know, the building of homes, uh, you have the renovation market, you have people selling furniture, it's all interconnected. Uh, but with sales dropping significantly, prices have fallen as well, but sales especially, what do you think is happening to the real estate market itself, the, 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 the real estate agent? I mean, it's got to be tough out there right now. There's no question that there's going to be a contraction in employment in all of those areas you just mentioned. Now, not instantly and not next month and maybe not even the month after that. But as these rates stay high and unit sales of properties stay way low, some cases as much as 50% less than last year, in some cases these are 14-year lows we're seeing in terms of numbers of houses sold. Well, if that continues, then you're you're right. There's going to be less real estate agents, less mortgage brokers, less renovators, uh, and less furniture sold. 
I mean, it is a cascade effect that will definitely take place, and eventually it will do some harm to the economy. It, are, are real estate agents selling at all right now? Like, it's, <laughs> How difficult is it? I mean, you deal with these folks, you, you're in the mortgage business, but are they able to sell anything right now? Sure. Uh, 50% still means there's a few thousand transactions uh, in you know, GTA or in the lower mainland. There's still transactions occurring because the truth is that there's just a natural need for some things. Some people have passed away. Some marriages have broken down. Some people have job transfers. And the property needs a, needs a transaction to happen, needs to be sold, needs to be purchased. That said, when you see contractions in unit volumes drop to this level, there's just the need for a lot less people to handle those transactions. Don't get me wrong, extremely established, very busy real estate agents will just experience a slowdown. But for some people who are not particularly big-time real estate agents or big-time mortgage brokers um, previously years, some of those people might have sold eight houses in a year, six houses in a year. Some of those folks will go to zero, and you can't you know, that you can't stay. I mean, that's a form of unemployment when there's zero transactions going on in for you as a real estate agent. You, can't, you just can't stay. You're effectively unemployed. When do you think this all levels out? Are we still uh, still 18 months away, two years from now, where things may we may see some light at the end of the tunnel? It's an unpredictable environment. If the Bank of Canada maintains these high rates, and they might for the course of all of next year, the math of mortgages is such that there can't be a lot of transactions. So if that does occur, then we can expect that nothing good will happen in 2023 in the real estate world. Well, Ron, it's, uh, it's, it's a real tough market, and I really want to talk to you. I really appreciate uh, your blunt talk uh, and honest talk, and I've always appreciated reading your, your, your commentary on, on Twitter and, and, and many other outlets as well. Thank you so much for your time, and if we don't speak, Merry Christmas to you. All the best to you, and thanks for having me.